Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Christy Henson, Regional Revenue Cycle Director at Restorix Health. Christy, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about. Um, I'm really excited to have this revenue cycle discussion because it's so important for organizations to be on top of their game. Uh, But before we dive into the broader discussion, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. And first, let me say it's a pleasure to be here. It's a great opportunity. Um, I, you know, my name is Christy Henson, as you said. Um, I have over 20 years of experience in healthcare administration, um, operations focusing on revenue cycle management and related areas. Um, my title is currently Regional Director of Revenue Cycle. Um, our focus here is wound care and hyperbaric. Um, my education includes health service operation, a master's, a bachelor's in healthcare administration, and an associate's in human resources. Well, fantastic. And let's dive right in. Based on your experience, what do you see as some of the big opportunities uh, for health systems and organizations? And then what are the headwinds that you have your eye on right now? Yeah, those are that's a great question. Um, two, a couple things. Actually, number one, um, Targeted Probe Educates. This is uh, also called TPE. It's CMS's latest prepayment review initiative targeting wound care and hyperbaric um, time and time again, um, we are now at a 97% success rate. Um, but in most cases, we had to go to appeal two for that, um, where the third party company had to overturn the max decision. Um, we have made and will continue to make you know, changes to our EMR, EMR to ensure you know, we are helping physicians in meeting documentation requirements. Um, I am all you know, for auditing. You know, I used to be an auditor, so that's how you know, we discover opportunities, right? Um, ways to change and make things better. But, you know, we do have to remember that these prepayment reviews do delay cash, and they also burden hospital administration when we're already struggling, um, you know, and and we're all short-staffed. Number two, uh, I would say is my biggest focus. Um, I'm right now putting my best efforts into recovering facility reimbursement from those private payers who have made, you know, policy decisions outside the contract to only pay for the professional fee on certain CPT codes in an outpatient setting. You know, after speaking with several insurance company heads, I have come to realize that there's a vast misunderstanding of how professional versus technical billing work. For example, the majority of physicians who work in outpatient departments, you know, radiologists, pathologists, ER doctors, you know, wound care doctors, they're not hospital staff. Most have their private practice to bill their professional fee out of, which would mean in the cases I'm referring to, the hospital would not get paid at all. Um, It would not cover the space, the equipment, the supplies, staffing, um, the latest and greatest technology, um, you know, to offer quality care to patients. Um, And for those hospitals who do staff their physicians, the professional fee schedule is just not sufficient enough for the hospital to sustain. Um, These payments, or I should say non-payment policies are being published in provider manuals or provider newsletters, which you know is the same thing as saying, we're not paying you on Tuesday if you're wearing a purple shirt. Um, you know, hospitals really need to push back, you know, on any any 
reimbursement policy that payers are making that are outside the contract. You can only make these things within the contract. You can't just write a policy and say, we're not paying you. Absolutely. I think that's a great point to watch out for health systems because I can imagine it, you know, really throws a wrench into uh, their day-to-day processes and then their ability to get paid, which is so important right now. Um, So those kind of regulatory issues in, in some of the policy updates certainly um, will make a big difference in, in being abreast of those things. Now, when you look at um, growth and development and, and how the revenue cycle process and departments can add value to the overall organization, obviously they're a very necessary department, but what should they be thinking about and doing uh, to really up their game and become even more valuable and do their job even better? Yeah, so, you know, how I'm thinking about growth and adding value, um, you know, being here in this for- a forum like this, you know, Becker's is dedicated to the growth and development of providers, and that's what, you know, I'm all about, you know, honing in on, you know, education and networking, attending conferences such as Becker's, joining together with like-minded colleagues when it comes to, you know, keeping insurances responsible for payments on services that were already rendered. Um, another big thing is just, you know, HMOs who act as quote unquote gatekeepers. Honestly, I don't know why more physicians are not outright, you know, outraged over the fact that there is someone at an insurance company who has never met their patient telling them what's medically necessary or not. I believe, you know, this will add value to not only my organization, but to all hospitals and their patients. Absolutely. What a great point and definitely something to, to keep top of mind. You know, right now, a lot of companies and health systems and physician practices across the board are really experiencing challenges um, from the current economic environment, whether it's inflation or staffing shortages um, and other financial challenges and issues just due to the current economic climate. So, you know, when you think through um, what is important to focus on when these resources are so precious and and there's not an abundance of of whether it's time or, or financial uh, resources to put behind new initiatives, what are still very important things that they should do this year, investments worth making or potentially a risk worth taking um, that could really pay off and uh, make a lot of sense for the current situation? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question because, you know, normally, you know, it does go to patient care. The money goes to patient care. But, you know, my thing is reporting, reporting, reporting. You know, I cannot stress enough, you know, working with so many healthcare systems and hospitals. Um, consulting, um, you know, I can't stress enough, you know, we need to do a better job reporting when it comes to drilling down to each claim line item to each department's cost center and having metrics in place to really see where we can improve, where money is being left on the table, you know, and whether we find out it's internal issues or through contract renegotiations or contract addendums or taking payers to arbitration, um, you know, this is where our focus needs to be. Um, You know, we we're not getting paid for the services we're rendered. Got it. That's such a, a great point. And I can imagine too, there's some sometimes either whether it's technology or, or other ways that, you know, you can really get a leg up there, um, especially in an um, environment where you might be short, short of revenue cycle staff as well. Now, what do you see as some of the big and best opportunities for growth and development in the future? I actually have three things. Um, number one, uh, better managed care contracts. Hospitals need to be in control of those contracts, not the payers. Um, Payers will need to collaborate with hospitals. You know, find 
innovative ways to deploy cash reserves and actively improve the capacity to leverage contract negotiations that are fair and balanced. I mean, at least give us a living wage. Um, number two, getting rid of the perceived stigma that if hospitals focus on money that they don't care about patient care. Um, you know, well, the reality is, you know, we cannot continue to offer quality care with no money. Um, a hospital is a business and they need to conduct themselves as such. Um, only in our industry, I and mean, we are the only industry in this entire nation, maybe the world, where the responsible parties can choose not to pay us for the services we rendered with absolutely no consequences. You know, hospitals need to use, you know, arbitration options or fight for improved legislation. Um, we all need to be a part of that. We can't just let this go. Um, number three, grit and tenacity. You know, when I hire people, you know, I look for that. I, I hear it in their voice. You know, hospitals need to hire and train staff who are passionate and able to fight for the money that are acting like it's coming out of their pocket. Um, you know, through collected claims and appeals, you know, my thing is appeal everything, appeal everything. You know, we can't go around the system. We have to go through the system. We are only going to make changes by going through the system. So, you know, on that note, um, I, I just want to mention that I will be at the Becker's Conference on October 6th. Um, I'll be speaking on the topic of how to retain and, and hire revenue cycle employees in the modern labor market. So I hope all the listeners will, will come hear me. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a great point, Christy. And, you know, definitely it'll be a, an amazing event with so many different discussions and panels around revenue cycle um, in, in technology and really space where a lot of innovation is happening. It's a can't miss space in, in areas. So I'm excited to see you there and excited to see so many other leaders in healthcare coming together to really um, shape the future in what's going to be really important for uh, patient care and healthcare organizations overall. Thank you so much for being here today as well. This has been a really fun conversation. Thank you so much. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.